I was uh, on the way to work and uh, I had a car accident in which uh, with my great uh, intelligence, I wasn't strapped in correctly and I went through every window in my little uh, Trans Am. So I sustained four catastrophic traumatic brain injuries. Hmm. And um, by the time the paramedics got there, they actually had to resuscitate me twice on the way to the hospital. I had passed away um, due to several problems of, you know, once your brain gets damaged in that way, sometimes you can't always breathe correctly and regulate your organs correctly. So I had passed on the way to the hospital uh, that revived me. So I'd had a very definite near-death experience. Uh, it took about after I, re- I was in a coma for just a little over two weeks, and it took about uh, a month to remember who I was. Hmm. And when I say that, remembering how uh, your pattern of decision-making is kind of is about who you are. So that was one of them. And then um, I was so I was missing a block of my life from the accident to when I remembered who I was. And, hmm. you know, the only, only other time I was actually missing time was concerning these extraterrestrial star being encounters mm-hmm. I've been which, having in my whole life. Right. Which, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> yeah, which we're going to get into. I want to. I want to. I want to stay on the NDE aspect for for a minute because I think we can really draw a nexus between. I'm hearing more and more individuals uh, who are active experiencers who have also are, are also NDEers, if you will. So. Uh, I, I, I find it quite interesting. Well, you know, let's stay on the NDE thing for a bit. Okay. What can you recall, if anything, of your experience in the, quote, near-death state? Uh, and moreover, here, here's the big one. Do you feel, Barry, that there was some form of interaction with non-human intelligence while you were in this state, in the NDE state? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, one, one to be said is, you know, I had to really, my near-death experience, I really had to, as a psychologist, I have a psych- psychological psychology degree. I had to really analyze, you know, was that the last oxygen in my brain processing and things that were giving me delusions or something like that? But I will say that reality is real to the perceiver. Mm. And had I not have come back here, I would still have been there. Um, I did um, during this time. Now, I will say this during when the death process hit me um, and during the time I was in the coma, there was a great deal of unconsciousness. But however, I did at the beginning of this uh, experience angelics, angels. And I will even take it out of the frame of religion because I think that that term doesn't do these beings justice. I think they would be called, you know, archangels, archangels, or maybe the Aranta book has a term they call um, super nanophim. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would be more what these beings were. They're very regal. All right. And I'm convinced that there's so much love coming off of them that a little bit more, I think, would have maybe burned me up. Wow. You don't you don't think that love could hurt in that way. But they were such a high frequency. Right. And, and in this way, I will put these beings very different from the star beings I've dealt with most of my life. Okay. And some of them are very higher vibration also to be in the presence of non-human intelligence like that. Uh, in their biofield, it really does something to you. But as far as these angels go, they were just on a higher vibration. There's no doubt about that. And I'm convinced that they channeled a lot of the energy. Hundreds of people came to see me and actually took time to pray for me. But I think that these angelics channeled that energy along with creator energy to help me uh, survive to a point of where that I'm not anything like they predicted and told my family I would be devoid of life memories almost a vegetable. So mm. I've been very blessed in that way. 
that's a powerful experience in and of itself. I mean, you know, we're talking about for you a lifetime of contact with non-human intelligence. And again, as you as you use this term, Barry, angelic, you know, immediately due to uh, what we have sort of been indoctrinated into thinking that is under the auspices of religion. It sounds like you're using it in a much broader term. Really, all of all of these intelligences would be considered NHI, non-human intelligence, versus ET. But why Why did you choose, or why are you choosing to, to label them, I guess, as angelic? Well, versus... you, you know, that that's based on that, honestly, the light, first of all, these were not physical beings. They were light, they're like light strains, light, light of corpuscles almost, um, surrounded by like a shield. You know, like Star Trek, and I kind of, <laughs> I mm. see those look like these shields that were going around them that stopped the light when we go so far. But there were these points of light and pure consciousness. Now, the extraterrestrials I've, I've enc- encountered, um, some of them have been non-physical also. Mm-hmm. Some of them look similar to orbs or light configurations or plasma configurations like that. So in that way, that, that's non-human also. But these beings were different, their vibration. And once again, I want to impress the love that I felt coming off them. Uh, hmm. Several people that came to my uh, the room there to see me while I was still in ICU had experiences. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, tell about angelic that. type of experiences. Really? Well, huh. yeah, yeah. One was a friend of mine. They led him back to actually, uh, he wanted to sit and pray with me. And I'm in the coma, he's praying with me. And when he got done praying, he said, I reached over and grabbed his, his, his arm. And the doctors and nurses told him that was nearly impossible, but it was good. And he kept saying, when he came and saw me after I was awake and knew who I was, he said, man, I'm sure you could hear me. You had to have heard me, you know, or I had a friend that's a, a therapist, a fellow therapist, and she uh, came up and uh, to see me. And actually they let her back with her minister and his wife and they prayed for me. And they said they felt this electricity, and uh, then the, all the alarms on my head went off, and I set up. I've been in a coma at this point for weeks, and uh, she said I was looking around, you know, and she said, you're going to be all right. You got hurt, and a tear came out of my ear, and I kind of shook my head, huh. and then she ran out of the room, and later on, on the way home, her minister and his wife, she says that she calls them prophets. She's very religious, which is all right, you know, um, but they obviously have the clairvoyant sight. And she asked, uh, he asked her, she said, what was he like before he got hurt? Is he kind of a leader? Did people listen to him? And she said, yeah, he was in that position professionally. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I think I saw not what you saw. When he set up, he was at a full recovery. And he'll be talking to people about his injuries. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut <laughs> you know, to can the can quick. I, can, I throw, can I throw something else in? You most certainly I can. Want, okay, thank you. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, something that Mary Rodwell was doing, mm-hmm. uh, when I first got turned on to her work, probably about, you know, five years ago, six years ago after my accident, she started mentioning people that have, that are lifelong experiencers that have, or contactees that have these horrible accidents and that sometimes the star beings will jump in and stop the space time continuum, mm-hmm. yank the people out at the moment of impact and then put them back just a few milliseconds later. And such individuals have ama- amazing recovery time, and they don't tend to be hurt like they should for the accident they were in. You know, I when I heard her saying that, I almost fell over because that described me. I had quite a bit the doctors telling me, you know, so you went through four windows, including I went through my T-tops. 
you know <laughs> yeah that's not, but um that's they say all the windows you went through you didn't lose your teeth and when i actually recovered before i got discharged they're like you're making a very fast recovery and i heard that several times you know but i didn't take it into terms that perhaps the star beings were active in that accident in that way also just because i can't cognitively remember seeing them mm-hmm. doesn't mean they weren't there Sorry, I just want to throw that in. No, don't you dare apologize. Look, this is your show, man. <laughs> this is this is your show, and we, we want to hear from you. And I'm getting chills over on this side of the, the microphone because so many thoughts come to mind. First of all, I, I love Mary's distillation on, on, on that whole scenario. We've heard of these stories before, Barry, of individuals, certainly not put in the way. Again, we're, we're using labels, and sometimes we can get ca- caught up in the labels. Uh, she's uh, calling... Uh, intervention by uh, non-human intelligence in a broad sense, or really more closer to the alien, if you will. But you hear so many stories of individuals, I have at least, who have had what should have been absolutely catastrophic uh, and fatal car accidents that saw angelic beings that literally took them out of the car and placed them in a field, for instance. I'm thinking of one person in, in particular. So there's obviously something going on in terms of intervention. And you have to ask yourself the question, why do some people have that, uh, you know, are, are intervened with and others not? And the thing that comes to me immediately is you've got so much to share, Barry Littleton. So much work to do. Well, thank you. That's a very nice thing to say. Well, I think it's the truth, though. I really do. Thank you for sharing that. Well, staying on the NDEs and maybe set, using this as a segue to get more into your distillation of these lifelong experiences that you've been having... After the NDEs occurred, and I think I did ask you this when we spoke offline the other day, did you start to have more of a vivid recall of prior experiences after your NDEs? Um, you know, I, I was, it was more a lot of my senses were heightened also. Um, as far as my experiences, um, they, they were always, I, for a long time, I was resistance resistance to uh hypnotherapy mm-hmm. i had you know i went and got a couple of certifications myself in hypnosis trying to self-hypnotize myself so i could have these memory this this missing time bring back those memories and it didn't work i mean i tried all sorts of stuff i tried pranayama all those all that stuff and it still didn't bring these memories back because this is kind of answering your question my experiences although i kept trying to say that oh i'm mr conscious experiencer i kept thinking that because Mm -hmm. all that was missing time i could still see faces and some of these beings i could remember them and i could remember also a lot of the technology i was seeing i like technology not that good with it but i like it (laughs) (laughs) you're probably probably better than you think but But so i was uh, i could remember that very much Mm -hmm. and some of the information that was transmitted uh transferred but you know for someone who's missing each one of these four encounters that I call adult onset experiences involved between four and four and a half hours of missing time. So that's a lot of just even one of these experiences, what I could recall information wise and what was somewhat fragmented wasn't very much. And it certainly wasn't as thorough as cognitive as I wanted to make it like I was missing a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So so after the accident, since I was missing over a month of my life, I couldn't remember outside of seeing these angelics and also seeing um, part of the near-death experience I didn't mention is I saw my grandmother and my uncle that was just buried a few days before I had the accident. Really? 
Oh yeah. And, mm. You know, Alexis, my, my, a lot of people have asked me, well, how do you know it was them? And it wasn't tricksters or it wasn't someone else impersonating them. Well, I can say this. It very much felt like them. If you think Barry Littleton's near-death experience is out of this world, just wait until you hear his full story. This is something unlike anything I've ever heard before. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to click the notification bell after you've subscribed to find out when exactly you can get the full episode with Barry Littleton. Thanks for tuning in to Higher Journeys. We'll see you soon.